0: Hey everyone, this is Kiki Tobar and you're listening to Cashmere Talk, your number one podcast for entrepreneurs, small business owners, and growth mindset individuals. Hello and welcome to Cashmere Talk. I'm your host, Kiki Tobar, and this is Cashmere Talk episode three. So this episode is all about strategic branding and building a brand inside of your small business. So, as you know, I do own Cashmere Extensions, and Cashmere Extensions was built off of a brand of my own personal name. So, when I first started it, it was Kiki Tobar, and that's kind of who people knew me as. So, I was able to start this brand, Cashmere, and I did find a lot of success in the first two years of doing this brand. But what I did struggle with was actually building a brand inside of my own salon and getting it to the next level. What I found was I was working really hard trying to build this brand and I wasn't really getting very far. So I was putting in a lot of the work and I wasn't really finding like that thing that was clicking. And this is something that I found that's happening in a lot of people who own small businesses, whether you're an artist and you own a salon or you own an internet business, or you are starting a brick and mortar, maybe a a spa or anything that has to do with owning a small business that has to do with branding. Because no matter what you're doing, you have to have a strong brand. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I did, but it was really hard for me to get to that next level. So I'm really excited. I have a very special guest that I want to share with you today. And she's on our internal team inside of Kashmir. And she's been with us for a little less than six months. And within that six months, our business has exploded in leads. It's exploded in the way that people see us, the way that they picture us in their heads online. And I just feel like it's made such a difference. And it's what I'm talking about so much on a daily level with everybody, with my students, Inside of the salon, because people are actually just commenting and saying, like, wow, you're doing so much. And it's not me. I'm not the person, and I feel like I'm living a lie, but I do wanna share her with you. And so we have Nicole here with us today. She is a brand, what are we calling you? Content marketer. a, A content marketer. Yes. So actually, I didn't even know I needed this in my life. And Nicole was the one who pitched it to me and came to me and was like, Kiki, I want <laughs> to work for you. So Nicole is actually a client inside of Cashmere. And I just feel like that was the best starting point because she knows the brand. Um, she wears the brand and she's been coming to me at Cashmere since how long?
1: Since 2018. Oh my gosh.
0: So it's like, mm-hmm. are we running on four years? It's a long time. Oh yeah. my gosh. So now... She sees everybody in the salon. She's basically family. And now she's doing so much work for us on the back end. And the thing that I love about her is she wears the brand. She is the brand. So tell me your thought process and how like you wanted to pitch working for us and like why you wanted to be a part of this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So You know, I think first, when I normally pitch um, potential clients, I look for something that I can offer to them as a benefit, right? Um, I look for white space and what they're currently doing. And I think that knowing Kiki and having, I mean, this is back in the good old days when it was just, you know, Kiki was doing my hair. It was Kiki
0: Tobar extensions. Yeah. And
1: we would spend (laughs) just like hours together. And so I fell in love with her brand and I was like, wow, what you've done here. Not only at her as a person, but then what she created as a brand. It was like, wow, what you did here was so amazing. And I believe in it so much. And I've seen it change so many people's lives, including my own. And so, you know, so so then I was just like, how can I get my way in here? Um, and so when I, you know, a couple, I would say probably in the beginning of January, when I left my agency full-time gig. Um, even before that, I think I reached out to Kiki probably last December or, um, last November and I asked her, I was like, Hey, you know, I'm starting this new venture. I've been really inspired by what you've done as a small business owner, to be honest with you, you've everything that you've done, the steps you've taken, the growth I've seen from you in the past, what, four to five years, um, has been so inspiring to what I want to do with my own brand and my own business. How can I help you? This is what I'm doing. I'm doing content marketing. Um, so that's everything from strategy to copywriting to social media management to content creation, etc. Um, and you know how how can I take that and um, use it for you in your business? And I told her I was like, one thing that I've noticed with your brand is that. You know, your brand is so much you. And that's mm-hmm. amazing. And it's so mm-hmm. strong. Mm-hmm. But also, who are
0: these other people?
1: Who are these other people? Yeah. And,
0: and that's something I had a hard time talking mm-hmm. about because for so long it was like, just push yourself, push your brand, push who you are. And I did have a lot of mentors in the LA scene tell me, like, you needn't be known by your name. Like, that's how celebrities hairstylists get popular is like being known by their name. So I had this preconceived notion that that's how I was going to be successful. Mm-hmm. But you changed my outlook on knowing what a team looks like and what a brand looks like. And it's not necessarily somebody's name.
1: Exactly. And that's and that's exactly where we started. Right. Mm-hmm. We started with uh, creating a tone and voice um, guidelines, essentially. So we kind of said, OK, what we did, a we did kind of a workshop of like, what is cashmere? Um, what does it mean to you? And although a lot of those things of like, what is cashmere was also Kiki, I Mm -hmm. still think that like two things can be true, right? Like the brand can have its own brand and Kiki can have her own brand, but they can also be very similar. Mm -hmm. Um, because I think we wouldn't be staying genuine otherwise. Yeah.
0: Well, and that's the thing is like cashmere is Kiki, Mm -hmm. like what, what we do and what I do and everything is me. But then there's all of these elements about our brand that wouldn't be what it is if I didn't have the team members that I have. So like, for example, uh, Emily, she does her hot girl walk every day and she invented that. And like a lot of the things that we do inside of the brand, like the waves that we named and the things that we have, they weren't named by me. They were named by my team members and it's theirs too. So I've learned all these things, but how do I turn it in and how do I implement it into a brand? So Nicole did come to me and she said, what do you need? You know, what what do you need on your end? And for me, I was just struggling finding the time in my schedule to push out even more content. So that's where I was lacking. I knew that I wasn't email campaigning like I should. Mm-hmm. And I know that email is the bread and butter of anything that you do in business. I wasn't yeah. doing that. I knew blogging was important. I just didn't know to the extent of how important and I knew that I wasn't posting enough on Instagram. And so I was kind of just like, this is where I need help. How can we kind of design a plan? So you offered so much more than what I was thinking. Like the first call that you presented to me, can you kind of like paint a picture yeah. of how explicit that was and how you came about that? Because you guys, this blew my mind. Like, <laughs> This is the type of stuff that you are li- you're literally losing out on. And it's holding you back from the next step of kind of investing in, in collaborating with other people because they can see your brand from an outside in perspective. And especially Nicole, being a guest in my chair for the past four years, understood who I was at an emotional level, at an internal level, at a psychological level, and that's all branding. So you have to reach out and find these people that know that or can strategize and kind of do it for you because you can't really do everything yourself. So Kind of Absolutely. paint a picture for them, like yeah. what you did and how you presented and pitched this. Yeah,
1: definitely. So I will say when I first reached out to Kiki about it, the, her words exactly were, I know I need this, but I don't know what I want. Yeah, <laughs> and I did. I was like, okay, yeah, that this is perfect. Like, yeah. let's do this. Uh-huh. Um, and just knowing Kiki, I knew she would be, you know, you'd be super open to it all. You know, like you would be, you, you are a great you're a great leader but you also know when to identify how like when to be a student right Mm -hmm. so you know when to sit back and be like okay i'm gonna hire an expert to do this Mm -hmm. um so that's what we did right and so then the first proposal i think that i sent over to you included i don't remember it right off the bat but like it included an instagram strategy instagram um copy and then content creation and then management of social media or just Instagram only. And then it also included, you know, um, I think it was four blogs per month. Mm-hmm. And it included a so weekly blog and then also um, email campaigns. And so a welcome email sequence so that when people, uh, first, res- or first sign up for your email list. Mm-hmm. They get a separate email mm-hmm. sequence mm-hmm. that kind of checks in with them and tells them, introduces them to the brand, right? Yeah, because
0: then they feel a little warmed up,
1: right? Exactly, and and so it'll it would always just go to those newer folks joining the list. Uh-huh. Then we had um, an additional four emails per month as well, just to tie in closely with the blog and really try to set up a content calendar, if you will, so that. We're uh, everything is consistent, we're pumping out content, we're not repeating content, we're constantly bringing new mm-hmm. to people. And I think along the lines of branding, bringing new content is so important. And it's, yeah. that's especially what's gonna make you stand out.
0: And I think it, for me as the artist and always showing up behind the chair and already having to do all of this on the back end of training my team and doing my clients and producing the art, it's actually so overwhelming for me to come up with new content, new blogs, new emails. So the instant that I started having you take that over, it just exploded. It was like people just started to see like, and they feel inspired and my clients are reading the emails and they're falling back in love with the brand and they're realizing why they come here because they're getting this, you know, it's like I've heard you say this so much, you know, the the content that we put out has to be relevant. It has Mm -hmm. to be engaging engaging and you almost have to like teach people. And they have to learn from you, and it builds trust. And it's this whole like almost like cycle. Like you have like this whole method behind it. It's a whole
1: method. It's a strategy. And and I think you know you have to you have to think of your different audiences differently, right? And you have to treat them as such. So Mm -hmm. so let's talk about that a little bit because we
0: do we have different audiences inside Mm -hmm. of Kashmir, and this is something that we strategically talked about inside of content creation was we have these type of audiences who yeah. are more of our cult followers that will probably never come to Kashmir right then we have the the existing guests who actually come to Kashmir and are continuously
1: and follow us for yeah. value added content they are already
0: signing up for mm-hmm. the cult they're already here exactly. they're already a part of it they're already engaging they're, they're paying in. we love them <laughs> and we have to provide them content too we're not just trying to sell 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 sell, sell here so and then we have our third party of guests who Maybe a potential, right?
1: Right. Exactly. So, and then, and then we have people who have not, have not yet discovered us. And that's Mm -hmm. why it's so important to push out as much content and be as consistent as possible Mm -hmm. because the more content and the more consistency, the more likely you're going to be discovered by new people.
0: So pushing it out, but being consistent, but also this is the third thing is being dynamic,
1: being dynamic, being
0: dynamic and understanding you have separate audiences for separate things that you're doing. And then that's going to create like way more buzz inside of your brand.
1: Yep, exactly. And so the way we did this for the cashmere brand was we really set apart like um, content pillars based on those different audiences, right? So mm-hmm. we took those audience groups, then we created content pillars for them. And then based on the, you know, KPI that we wanted to see Explain through. Explain KPI, because I don't <laughs> even know what that is. <laughs> so basically, that's a performance <laughs> metric, right? Okay. So um, whenever we put a CTA to anything, so a, a call a to A CTA action is
0: a CT action, a call to action. I'm CTA, sorry, I'm using marketing lingo. Sometimes you do that and I'm like, I know what that one is, but some of these people
1: don't know that, <laughs> I know, exactly. you know, they no, don't know what a CTA is. And it's totally
0: fair. And That's honestly, fine. if you don't
1: know, it's probably, yeah, it's probably better. This <laughs> is why we have this so you
0: can learn, <laughs> exactly, you know, exactly,
1: exactly. And so you know, so when, so whatever you're trying to accomplish, so your success metric really is your KPI, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's what you want to accomplish. And it's a really important to establish that in the beginning, mm-hmm. right? So like, mm-hmm. that's a whole point of the strategy is to really understand like, okay, what are you trying to do with this? And mm-hmm. it's not always about driving. It's not always clients. about leads. Yeah, it's not always about right? getting new clients. It's not always about driving, um, you know, up the driving them to the form to fill it out or what have you. Yeah. Like, it's it's also so much more than that. It's about giving them value-added content. It's about creating us as a brand. right? Sorry guys,
0: we're in LA. We got the ambulances in the yeah. back.
1: It's just part of the ambiance. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's the LA ambiance,
1: city life. <laughs> So
0: this is the thing though about that is for so many years, and I'm a business savvy hairstylist, mm-hmm. okay? So I, I'm all about leads. I'm about lead generation, pushing that content to get leads, right? But I didn't think about all this other stuff. Again, everything has to be intentional, but I want you guys to hear this. It, there's multiple facets of content, and this was the only thing that I was doing was pushing for leads, and so you kind of open my eyes up about that yeah. because sometimes you would come with an idea or a blog post or a campaign. And I would be like, uh, I don't know about this, Nicole. And I wouldn't <laughs> say anything, but I would just kind of be like, mm, that's not something that I would ever think of. That's not something that I would ever do for the, for the Instagram. I would never do a campaign about the decades of the hairstyles, which right. is our post this, this week. And, Tomorrow. Yeah. and it's like, that, that type of content is multifaceted. It's not just generated for new leads. It's generated for multiple tiers. It's
1: inspiring. You know, like you see, you see some influencers who, you know, go all the way back to like Lizzie McGuire days and recreate that. You know what I mean? Recreate hairstyles from, um, from that. And I also think, you know, just constantly consuming media, which, isn't always the best thing to always do 24/7 mm-hmm. but i think that since i'm i do it and i'm so into it and it's already a natural interest to me that mm-hmm. I'm able to make those recommendations or mm-hmm. steer you in a way that you probably wouldn't normally go. Mm-hmm. Right? You're pushing my boundaries, mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. And, and you know, you're a great client for that because yeah. sometimes, like, you'll give me a little pushback, and then uh-huh. we'll meet in the middle, or yeah. you'll just fully be like, "I trust you. Let's just do it." Right. So it's either one. You never just say like flat out, "No, we're not doing this," without hearing yes why it's important. And
0: that's what I would suggest to anyone moving into this who has a really mm-hmm. difficult time giving up control. Cause I get it. Like your small business is your blood, sweat, and tears. You've invested so much money in this hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not more. Right. So when somebody tells you that they want to do something with your baby and you don't want to do that thing with your baby, you have to have an open mind if you want to jump to the next level.
1: Yeah. You know, I've seen so many CEOs and founders, um, really squash their business models and drain their teams and, you know, fail, if you will. And I know fail is such a tragic word to use, but really fail because Mm -hmm. they can't let go. Mm -hmm. And I think that something that you do very well is you can let go. And I think that that speaks in the culture here at the salon, right? Mm -hmm. So the salon, when you're not here, it's still... the culture that you've created. Oh,
0: well, that's really nice to know. Thank you.
1: Yeah, like when I'm here and I'm hanging out with Elia and Emily and Scarlett, it still feels like... It feels
0: like cashmere. It's
1: breathing, yeah, it's breathing cashmere.
0: But that's also something to be said with the way that you've contributed inside of the culture, right? Mm So you've, you've strengthened the team because the team now is on this bandwagon of content creation and we're on this journey with you. It's not me leading it, which is so liberating I must say but it's also something that I think is crucial because I don't want to do everything in the salon as the Mm -hmm. owner I don't have to and I shouldn't right I need to delegate and that shows my power inside of leading a team is being able to delegate and have a team that can do multiple things and multiple like what am I trying to say? You know, it's like, it's, I can't it do everything. You,
1: it allows you to focus on what you need to focus in order to create quality, right? Mm-hmm, you yeah. have a quality output. Mm-hmm. And so you can't do everything. No one can. And so hiring the experts, I mean, me opening up my own, you know, or starting my own gig this year. That's the one thing I've taken away is I'm like, I will throw money at the experts. If that means I don't have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but a
0: lot of people that are listening to this are not ready for that. Not ready for that. It's, it's time or it's money or it's just straight out control,
1: right? Or it's fear, right? Mm -hmm. And I think control, I think, I think fear fuels control, right? I think, you know, everything that we do is motivated out of one of two things. It's either love or fear. And I think a lot falls into the fear factor. Mm -hmm. And I think that as business owners and as a culture in the U S right, we are so used to being motivated by fear Mm -hmm. rather than being motivated by love, which is like, I'm excited to do this. I understand why you know other people succeed at this, or I, I understand why someone has this fear, but that's why I'm going to talk them off that ledge. Yeah. Um, that's it's about so building good. empathy.
0: Yeah. And that just needs to be understood in every part of the way that you run your business. Exactly. It's like I can no longer, I can't afford to be afraid. Mm-hmm. Like I just need to step into this and know that even if it doesn't work out, even if we have a moment where we don't agree, it's okay. Yeah. You know, and we've, I think it's important to have those moments of this is how this type of relationship has to operate. You and I, it has to be a constant working towards understanding and coming together. It's not me telling Nicole what to do and it's not Nicole telling me what to do. It's Nicole strategizing. I offer feedback and we almost have like this delicate dance and you know, everything that is happened is happened on my terms because it's my business, but Nicole contributes so beautifully inside of that. So something that we do, let's talk about just the day-to-day, like let's, what does that
1: look like? A little about me, you know, is. I spent years in account management in my agency life and I think that that and my sole job during that time was really to see clarity from clients, right? Mm. Making sure that the internal teams knew what to do from clients, etc. And I think that it's helped with the relationship that we have because you not only know how to give feedback, but I also know how to take in and more so appreciate that feedback, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So
0: was it the lack of feedback that you weren't getting before in your previous job?
1: Um, I think that it's the lack of clarity and direction that some clients don't know how to always give. Mm. And I think that, you know, I, I, I think that it does take a human skill to be able to either give or receive feedback. Yeah. Um, you know, my old boss who I'm very close with, she she loves feedback and she kind of just, cemented it into my head to love feedback and know Mm -hmm. that feedback is just making whatever you're working on together even better. And so I feel like I also have that way of thinking. Um, but when you give feedback, it's always so clear. It's always direct. I know exactly what to do. And I never feel like it's, um, I never feel like it's going to hurt the concept or idea or anything that I'm pushing. I feel like it's more so just trying to tweak it to add that little extra layer that's going to take it to the top.
0: Yeah. It's just sometimes hard when you working with, I, I think you're an artist. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're just a strategist. And I think everyone who has a job that they're passionate inside of is really an artist. And I think everything has to be kind of said in a way that's not going to hurt their feelings because it is their job, but it also is their passion. I think this is your passion. Mm-hmm. I definitely see it in the way that you talk and the way that you do things in the way that you plan. And so I call it the Oreo sandwich. Mm -hmm. Have you heard of that? Yeah. But it's like, you know, if you can tell that this is something that's passionate, it's like you can offer like a compliment and then you can give your feedback and then end with a compliment or something that's nice about it. And I do give feedback a lot to my team. But then there's moments where I'm like, we are literally talking every single day, like multiple times a day. We're voxering each other back and forth. Voxering is an app that we use that we walkie talkie. Basically to each other so that we can X four or X three or X two like the voice the our voice messages because we do talk a lot like yeah. that's how close we, we are we're yeah. just constantly talking giving feedback this that can you joke this oh do you like this can you prove this etc and so there's sometimes where it's like I'm just going to be straight to the point about this this needs mm-hmm. to be fixed da 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 and Nicole knows that you know, we don't have time to sit for and do an Oreo sandwich for every moment. of We don't need the (laughs) pleasantries. Yeah, it's fine. But let's, let's talk a little bit about the organization organization. and the approval and how we like do what we do.
1: So when Kiki and I first started working together, um, as part of like my onboarding, I asked her, okay, what tools do you use? Um, you know, do you have any existing assets? What can I get added to, et cetera? And she just came full on. I with love all systems and processes. And I loved it because to my type a heart, I was yeah. just, it just sang. I was like, she already has a Trello, which is a project ma- management tool for those who don't know. Amazing. Um, and then, you know, she already had like shared album system and like inside a of just album. shared album
0: inside of iPhone. Yeah. Nothing crazy. Something
1: simple, which mm-hmm. is all that you need You don't overcomplicate processes. Yes. That's a huge thing that I have learned. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, the, we use Trello, we use the, um, iPhones, uh, like cloud sharing, uh, for albums. So there's a final one and then there's like cashmere edits. Mm -hmm. And so we know which one goes in which one. Um, and then, you know, we, we also have, um, I send everything to you via word doc or anything within Google drive. So we're sharing it all cloud-based versus, or using Google drive and so we can
0: edit too. So we can edit and yeah. get
1: edible links. Sometimes I forget to send her an edible link and she was like, can I get the editable one? I'm like, yes, sure.
0: It's fine. Um. I don't, that like never happens. You're like so hard on yourself. It's fine. Um. And honestly, to be frank, I hardly ever edit.
1: Yeah, hardly Cause, ever edit, yeah. Yeah,
0: because it's like, I just feel like you get it and you could have said it even better than I could have ever said it. So I am happy that you even wrote a 10 paragraph blog about me in the salon and all these things. Well, I also
1: think though that like, I kind of got like four to five years of onboarding while I was your client. You know Uh what I mean? Sometimes Uh I feel that way. So I really spoiled this way. Yeah. Like really. So I was ready to talk about it right out the gate. Um, but you and I did have some conversations where you're like, Oh, for this messaging, do this. And like you gave me directional feedback and I found that was really, really helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so our Trello works well, like we use that as a content calendar, which is also really, really helpful um, because I can kind of see everything, I mean, probably a month out mm-hmm. and we're able to kind of plan content. So we have one for emails, we have one for blogs, we have one for social. And so everything kind of falls in together. Um, and so that's really, really helpful for approvals. And so we have a column for in production, we have mm-hmm. a column for for review, and then we have a column for approvals. Yeah. And
0: then we just have all these columns and then I approve or I, you know, slide out things over. Or if I don't approve, I can like comment and tag her in it. Mm-hmm. And then she makes her adjustments and then that's how our flow is. So it was a little challenging to get into that flow in the beginning for me. Cause I was just like, Oh, this is a lot. Like this is so much more work than what I was doing before, which was paralysis analysis. I literally just mm-hmm. stopped doing the things because I was so overwhelmed with all the content inside of the cashmere page and building it that now that Nicole's here, guns blazing, ready to go, which I appreciate. I was like, you know, we even had to have a talk about that where she was like, is this too much for you? Like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, like it is not too much. We can handle it, but this is something that we just have to evolve and adapt into. So, you know, that's, that's something that took some time. Yes. But now we're here.
1: One thing about me that Kiki knows is that I am a wellspring of ideas. I constantly have ideas and you how know, are you like that? I don't know. I've like, you've always been like, I've this. always been like this. The and ideas that come, <laughs> the girls sometimes think it's me.
0: They think it's me coming up with these ideas. And I'm like, you guys, she is so creative. I don't even know how you come up with these things. It's I mean, just great.
1: often, you know, I'm in the shower and thank goodness for Voxer. or not. I don't box at you from the shower. But I wouldn't <laughs> judge you if you did. That's great. But, you know, I'm in the shower and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I need to like mentally note this and Uh and make sure that I voxer it to her right away. Yeah. Um, And so I always have to tell my partner, Dan, I'm like, I'm not talking to you. I'm voxering Kiki because it's like at 10 p.m. at night. And he's like,
0: what? What What are you doing? Honestly, my husband loves to listen to your boxers. I don't know if I've ever told you this. No but I always listen to him on speaker not, you know, I'm like in the comfort of my home, but it's always Nicole on times two or three. And she's like, and this, and the logistics of that. And my husband's like, she is so smart. (laughs) Like, I just have to tell you that because the way that you, the way that you, I can just tell you're a true professional. This is something that you've worked on for a long time. And I just want to help everybody understand that this is something that has really taken us to the next level. And it's something that if you're feeling overwhelmed and you're feeling like, okay, I can't do this any longer, but I'm afraid to take the next step. Number one, don't be stupid and invest in yourself. I think anytime I've been afraid to take the next leap in business, oftentimes it was something where it was a financial leap. And I was nervous because I'm all about people helping, but I'm also a very frugal person when it comes to building a business because I'm afraid of being in debt. I built the entire salon in cash because I was like, oh, I don't want to go into debt. I don't want a credit card. I don't want to do any of that. I'm so nervous. And so number one, don't be afraid to take the next leap. Obviously do your research. Make sure that you can find somebody that can help you inside of this, but you have to take some type of investment financially in order to take it to the next step. And you will always, if you feel like, okay, this is how I broke it up. If I just get three leads a month inside of this proposal or this job or whatever I'm doing, then at least if I'm breaking even and I'm learning more and she's contributing inside of the culture of the salon and I'm doing all this, then it's worth it for me. And that's basically where I got to the terms of justifying this. Mm -hmm. It's anything that you do in your life, right? You justify anything financially, like, Oh, if I can just this, 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 then it will be worth it. If I, that, 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 like we do this with everything. And this is what I've done inside of building cashmere for the last four years. If I can just do this, then I can pay for that. And if I can just do that, then I can do this. So that's where I got, but I think the number one question that people are going to have for me after this is how can I find someone like Nicole? So let's, give them some feedback. I don't know if I'm putting you on the spot there, but it's like, how does somebody in everywhere in the nation that does something that they do find someone like you?
1: Honestly, um, my best response is through people that, you know, through your network, through, through your network and, and Mm -hmm. finding someone who cares about your brand is going to take care of your brand Mm -hmm. the way you would. I think that's super important. And that's why I say the network. And I know that's not what people want to hear because it's a little bit trickier and it's probably a little bit harder to find that person. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, also just being open-minded because sometimes that person's not going to be who you think they are. Um, but really staying open-minded to know that like, this is a long-term game. You got to be in it because it's you're probably a, not going to marathon. yeah, you're not going to see results by week one, maybe, but like, you're not going to. And so it's a long, long long-term game. And so you do have to give people the opportunity Mm -hmm. and you have to also think about like, what level of person do I want, right? Do I want something greener who's gonna take my direction really well and I can grow into something else? Mm -hmm. Or do I want a professional who already has 10 years experience like mm-hmm. me <laughs> who, who knows, and who mm-hmm. already has, you know, an established thing and can kind of take it and run and make it less work for you. Mm-hmm. Cause at the end of the day, I think my biggest goal is to at some point be so autonomous or have this system down that it does take some work off of your plate as far yeah. as reviewing and whatnot goes. Um, and so, you know, that's, I would say that's a big piece of advice there. And then as far as finding someone else like me, you know, I'm, I open my network to anyone. Um, and so if you all, like if anyone wants, wants to inquire, I can give you my email and Mm -hmm. people can reach out to me. And if I can't fulfill a service, I know so many people who can, and I have such a big resource pool that I offer to everyone. And one of my biggest passions outside of content marketing, um, is really connecting people. And I love being a, not a matchmaker in, like, a romance situation, mm-hmm. but more of, like, a matchmaker in business. Like, I love that.
0: Well, and I think the a person like you doesn't ever really have to be in person. Right. This could be a remote job. A remote you could find job. somebody... That's from state to state, like, Mm -hmm. shoot, my, even my accountant isn't even in the state of California and that they don't need to be like, it's just what, you know, so the world today. Yeah. Our first call was zoom. We didn't even do it in person. Our second (laughs) call was zoom. We
1: easily could have, but we We did it through
0: slides. Like this is just how we've done everything. So, um, we voxer and we talk on a day to day basis, but it's something that you don't necessarily need someone that's in your city. So kind of open your mind up to finding somebody outside of that. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that's, that's the, the biggest thing is like just opening your mind up to having another person inside of this space and helping you. So, um, I think that's a great way to end it and wrap it up. I mean, I, I'm just grateful that you're here and I, and I think that a lot of people have learned more from this. I think we should probably have you on again so that we can talk even more about strategy because Mm -hmm. I feel like that's something that people always want to know. Um, inside of how we do things here at Cashmere and how we can get this like cult-like following and for people to like want to be a part of it. And, it. and it honestly just is so much of strategy and content creation mm-hmm. and branding. So that's it for today. And we are very happy that you tuned in. Um, you can find us online at Cashmere Extensions on Instagram. And our YouTube is Cashmere Extensions and Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, we do episodes every other Thursday right now. And that's it for this week.
1: Bye. Bye.